Murphy off the near board, centered one. Ronick couldn't kick it to the stick. Now the wraparound, he scores! Jeremy Ronick. And Ronick continues his torrid pace, his 47th goal of the year. And it's a 3-0 Hawk lead. Here come the Hawks, the Now back to the Pete McMurray Show. Our next guest should not be introduced by me. It's Rob's man crush. So, Rob, why don't you go ahead? Pete, let me take it from here. Uh, He is number one in your hearts, number 27 in your program. Let's welcome from Massachusetts, Jeremy Roney. great intro i gotta love that what a great intro first of all it's great to see you and rob together finally on the show it's been a while i love this this is wonderful i'll tell you what buddy anybody who who knows me who has listened to me for two seconds knows that not only am i an unapologetic blackhawks fan but my favorite player of all time is jeremy roenick because he was just the best oh so appreciative that's it yeah. Listen, loved playing for you and loved, uh, loved being a Chicagoan for, for the time that I was. That is for sure. Blackhawk forever, baby. You know that. Over the holidays, JR and I ran into each other at Butch McGuire's bar on Division, and <laughs> he squeezed me so hard, I think he bruised a rib. I love it. <laughs> Maybe he squeezed all that COVID right out of you to make sure you wouldn't get sick. That's what you do when you love somebody, right? You squeeze them hard. You know, I couldn't help it. He he was dressed as Santa Claus, so he kind of got me a little excited. So I was a big So I want to give people the visual. I would, by the way, I was black tie Santa Claus, so it was a black and white Santa Claus suit, and we met at Butch McGuire's. And Chris Chelios, Hall of Famer, number seven, Chelly was there. So I'm standing between number seven and twenty-seven. The thing is, is that Ronick obviously is strong from his playing days. He's a professional athlete. One thing you don't want to do is get into a grip contest with Chelios. <laughs> his hands, his hands the are strongest. The strongest man from his elbows to his fingertips, uh, I think, on planet Earth. <laughs> yes, I would agree. I would agree. Yes. Uh, I've taken Soul Cycle with Jr. when he's in town, and um, his his thighs are as big as my waist. I have a thirty-two waist. <laughs> And don't try to compete with a former pro. How many years did you play in the NHL? 20. 20 years. Yeah. And yeah. Chelly played, what, 26, 28? 26, How m- 27, 26, 27 years, yep. I mean, think about that. And you guys were on the same team. You came up together. You're still great friends after all these years. I mean, that says something about you, too. Yeah, it's, you know, I think there's a there's a huge respect for people that love the game, people that are dedicated to the game, people that play the game the right way. Shelly was the ultimate professional. He was the best captain. He made sure that everybody was involved in everything. Everybody was doing their job. Um, he did it with a firm hand, but with a, uh, you know, with a soft touch. And, you know, you got, you got to love that about people. Chelly is one of my favorite people of all time. And any time I'm in Chicago, I try to see him. And I, I keep in touch with a few of my uh, past teammates. But, but Chelly is definitely the one that has uh, the probably the biggest spot in my heart. You two have a special bond. It's fun to see you two together. And I have to say, you're a high-energy guy. When you come in, you're hugging people. You're working the room like a politician. You wear your heart on your sleeve. Chelly is a great guy, but he's very laid back. I remember him as a great player, but what was he like in the locker room? 
he, he, like I said, he was very professional. Uh, he'd have a lot of fun. Uh, he wasn't the one making all the jokes, but he was the one that was laughing the hardest at them. Um, you know, he was, when it was time to play, it was time to play. And when it was time to have fun, it was time to have fun. You know, Shelly was made, like I said, made sure that everybody felt involved, which is, which is great. And, you know, I think one of the reasons why Shelly and I get along is because of what you just said. He's not the guy who's going to control a conversation. He's not the guy who's going to be the funniest guy. Uh, he's a lot of fun to be with. And I'm a guy that likes to talk. I'm like the guy who makes people laugh. So it kind of takes a lot of pressure off of Shelly in a group because he can just sit there and laugh at me and, and, and let, let me control the conversation. And he'll just, uh, he'll just go along for the ride. Well, just, just like the positions you played professionally. JR, you were a forward, a goal scorer, a showman. Shelly was along the blue line. He bottled things up. He kept things moving in a positive direction. I, I, I love that. But I think, you know what, JR, I think it was in your book. Um, and, and this is what sticks out with me as far as Chelios is concerned. You guys played hard on the ice. You played hard off the ice. But when it was time to get back down to business, you said Chelios always expected even if you were a little hungover the next day, that you guys needed to show up. Yeah, there's no question. You play, you, 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 you play hard, you play hard, right? It's, there's two. You can't play hard on one, side of the, on one side of the fence and come back to the other and, and, you know, and lay an egg. So, you know, and Shelly was one of those people that could play hard on both, you know, both sides of the fence. I mean, I, he taught me that. But you know what I loved about Chelly is it didn't matter who you were. I had a big, I had a big personality in that locker room. I had a, I had a big, uh, I had a big ego. I had uh, a presence, and a lot of people were were afraid to, at certain times when I was not doing the right thing or saying the wrong thing or acting the wrong way, to say something to me. Probably because of maybe any kind of backlash or confrontation that might have happened with me. Chelly was just the opposite. Shelly didn't care who you were. He was one of the only ones that would grab me by my, by my, my, my shirt collar and say, wise up. We don't do that. We don't act like that. Let's start doing this. We start doing things the right way. Get back in line and let's go. And I, I, I totally respected him for that. Um, he saved me a lot of, uh, a, a, a lot of problems in, in my career and, <laughs> and made me, and made me, and, and made me understand what it was, how you, how you are a professional on the ice. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll always love Chelly for that. Uh, that. That's, it's not an easy thing to do when you're in a professional locker room with the guys with a bunch of egos and Chelly was able to handle each one of them individually. That's a, that's a great quality to have. I think it's a travesty. And I sent you a text the day that the hall of fame inductees were announced. I just don't understand it. And I'll let Rob take it from here. Who belongs in the hall of fame? Jeremy Ronan. The the problem is, and I I don't want to speak out of turn here, but I do. I no. <laughs> I was I I had the good fortune of covering the Canadians for nine years when I was living in Montreal, and one thing that you learn very quickly is that the NHL is a political beast, much yep. like the rest of the world. Yep. And that's exactly what's happening in this case. And again, I don't want to speak out of turn, but Jeremy is an outspoken, fun guy, and he will tell you exactly how he feels. I, I, at I, any just given don't think, I, I just don't think I just don't think I fit their mold. You know, I don't I guess I just don't fit their mold. And that's OK. I mean, that, my, my career well, that's not OK, guys. Well, I appreciate that. You're so sweet. You know, I've 
you know, I'm 50, I'm almost 52 years old. I have a lot more and a lot better things to worry about than who thinks I should be a Hall of Famer and, you know, if I should be a Hall of Famer or if the people that are on the board think I'm worthy of it. I mean, I'm the third highest scoring American of all time. I've won a silver medal. Of I've all time. Nine all-star, I've nine, I've nine all-star games. I know my career, what it was all about. You know, I know there are people in that Hall of Fame that have way, way worse numbers or accolades than I do. It's a different world nowadays. The parameters have changed. I'm, I'm not one of their, I'm not one of their people. I've tell you the truth. I, when Pete said that the Hall of Fame people came out, I didn't even know. I, I mean, I really don't follow it. I don't follow it. I don't care. And it's, um, I care about the people that have meant the, the world to me, the people that have supported me. Obviously, Chicago, every time I go back to Chicago, it's unbelievable the way that I'm greeted in the streets, in the, in the restaurants, in the bars, my friends. I mean, that's what matters to me. Yeah. Um, I've, I've been one of the luckiest athletes, and, and I think one of the better hockey players that the, that, that the world has seen. Continue to help people, the, the game grow with the young kids, keep doing things to help charities, and I'm good. I'm good, guys. No problems. 513 goals, Jeremy Roenick. <laughs> but you, you said helping the game grow, and I think that's really important as well at the grassroots level. Do you still have the hockey camps going? So we're gonna probably going to get something going next summer. The pandemic has really put a big damper on a lot of things, uh, both yeah. financially and uh, obviously with the you know health reasons. But I would love to get those kids back on the ice. That's one of my favorite things to do is be able to teach kids the game, teach them the love that, that, uh, that, that we have for it, uh, get them excited about trying a new sport. That's the only way that our game is going to continue to thrive. And who knows, maybe one or two that come in contact with me in my camps make it to the pros someday. And um, I just love it. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping we start up again next summer. But uh, I'll, I'll find a way to keep, uh, keep in contact with a lot of these kids and keep, uh, keep helping as many people as I possibly can. Well, you've, sure. you've done it for years. We're talking with uh, Jeremy Roenick. We have about a minute left. I want to ask you, first of all, the Blackhawks have had some serious problems. Stan Bowman left. Uh, Joel Quenville resigned from the Florida Panthers. Where did the Blackhawks go from here? And I also want to ask you your opinion on the NHL not participating in the Olympics. So I, I think the Blackhawks have a lot of a have a lot of work to do to to get a, a, a lot of credibility back. I mean, it's still one of the greatest franchises of all time, and there's there's going to be controversy and there's going to be downtimes in every in, in every franchise. I, I believe that uh, that they will get out of it. They've made a lot of changes in the front office. I'm sure they are working hard to uh, make sure that their image is cleaned up and as protected as possible. Uh, I really like Derek King. In the, I, I love I love Kinger. He's a great guy. I'm, I'm sure he's a great coach. I've known him for a long time. He could be a big difference maker. But you know, Taves and Kaner are getting older, and it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with them come trade deadline. Is that you know I would I hope that they don't that they never get rid of uh, those two. They should be Hawks for life. But in a day and age where you just can't tell what's going to happen from one day to the next, doesn't matter who you are. I think it keeps everybody guessing. I, I pray all the time that the Hawks do well and the Hawks are, are successful, so I will continue to do that. And on the flip side, I, I think it's a good, it was a good decision not to send the players to, 
China for the Olympics for a lot of reasons. I think because of all the games that have been suspended, it's going to run, the season's going to run long as it is. I think if somebody gets sick over there in China with all the different rules that are happening, mm-hmm. you're, going to have, you're going to have people stuck in China for two or three weeks. And I don't think any team wants any of their players getting stuck in China for two or three weeks in quarantine until they can get back here. So on the safety side, I think they made the right call. I let Jr. know that I worked out twice uh, before he was on the show today, <laughs> just sure so I could thrilled. have a leg up. <laughs> yeah, you, you, Pete, you do realize he played in the NHL, right? <laughs> For twenty years. Okay. Gotcha. Your workouts yes. are like his. He, that's how he rolls out of bed. He doesn't yeah. even like nothing. Are, are, are you wearing your your boys' medium shirt on right now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Woo! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, so, hey. So great being on with you guys. Thanks. And I hope 2022 is the best year for everybody because God knows we all need it. Yes, you're Amen. absolutely right. Jeremy yes. Rona, good old number 27. Thank you, brother. We'll talk soon. All right, Pete. See you guys. See ya. Happy New Year.